Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got Jamie the Great in the building. Yeah. Big shout to Never, Never Forever. We got VA's Finest, one of the most notorious ghost writers, one of the best writers in hip-hop, definitely. Yeah. And uh, he's been... He's been working hard this year, man. He's been busy, busy, busy. We're really happy he's here. Skills, what's good, man? What's up, man? How are you? How you doing? I'm clapping for myself. Can yeah. we? Can- what's good, man? You were spinning last night? Yeah, I was here for um for Usher. Usher's you know I mean? after for the party. Usher after party last night. Yeah, so yeah. the first night was last night. Tomorrow I got a uh, tomorrow, and then I got Saturday, and I fly back Sunday. So yeah, our listeners don't even know. But we like we talk for like forty five minutes to an hour before we even record. Yeah, yeah. we just talking shit, right? Steady shit talking. You never know about. At, at this point, y'all are the homies, so you know what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah, y'all gonna find out shit. I'm like, where did that happen? Yeah, or you know what I mean. I'm I'm gonna tell you type shit that I probably wouldn't say, but yeah, man. It's funny we we talk about rap shit and then we like bitch about DJ shit. Yeah, and then we go, yes. Yo, you was bitching about the your phase and shit last yeah. night. Man. Yeah. I was like, man, this is like some real DJ yeah, nerd shit real he's shit. talking yeah, about. Yeah, very nerdy. You carry you carry the Rev Sevens with you. I, I brought one to Vegas with me, uh, no, knowing that something might happen. Because I always have a backup. You know what I'm saying? I always That's have a big backup. ass backup, dog. I always have a backup, but I got a, I got a case for it. You know what I'm saying? It's got wheels and shit, so. Yeah, I got I, it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's some real old school OG shit. Yeah, I don't have, have to take it, but here's here's my thing. I hate DJing handicap because the crowd doesn't care. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. So if I ever get to a venue, and the left fucking channel on the mixer is bleeding, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. You know what I'm saying? So I can't do what it is that I came to do the way that I want to do it. So I would rather always have a backup. It's almost like when I do weddings, bro. When I do a wedding, I take the music, two laptops, is an iPad. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like because at the end, imagine me being in the mountains in a wedding, and I got to play this song when the bride comes out, and my my shit don't. Something happens. That's true. That's Nobody true. cares. Yeah. Where the music? The music can come off my phone, bro. Yeah. Through a Bluetooth, she doesn't care. But me saying, yeah, we can't. You know, my it. Serato is crashed. <laughs> what does that mean to a bride? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yo, I just paid you thousand dollars to DJ my wedding. My husband said you were amazing. What do you mean you can't play this? You know what I mean? So I always bring backups. Shit. Yeah. That's smart though. That's like even if you bring a small baby controller, bro. Like what you you just practice with on the plane. But have something. But damn, you practice on the plane? Yeah. (laughs) Shit. You you don't break out the rep seven on a plane. I don't break out. Yeah. No, I got the little Hercules, the little... Yeah, like, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. Bringing out the Rev 7 on a plane. Yeah, can you imagine? That's yeah. wild. That would be funny. But I, I, I do practice on the plane. <laughs> I'm, I'm the type of person, bro, if I think of a transition or an idea... Yeah. Just write it down. I write it down, but if I have the tools to do it right in front of me, I want to see if it works. Jesus. Yeah, that's the skills yeah. for practicing on the I'm plane. I'm the complete opposite. I have a, I have an idea and I just forget the shit. Yeah. I hate that, bro. You know? But just from, <laughs> bro, my notes in my phone is it's 4,000 notes, like between songs. But and, you love that. You, you're yeah. so meticulous with that shit. Yeah. You just showed me this this song, the Golden Girls song. That is crazy. Thank you, man. Yeah. 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 So the, wait, this Golden Girls song, you, you posted it. You were literally naming... Every female name that's ever been mentioned in hip hop songs. Yes, from the golden era. From the golden. So era. like, Benita Applebaum and uh, Renee and mm-hmm. Sally, Roxanne, Roxanne. You know right. what I mean? So I named them all in one song. Even um, Sadie. Yeah. From from a uh, number. Yeah, yeah. Got the Mackin on the trick named Sadie. A uh, gin and juice. Gin and mm-hmm. juice. That's what. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. 
And then, yeah, I like the comments. People were like, you didn't mention Tatiana. You didn't yeah, mention Yeah, you didn't Wo- mention Waukesha. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they didn't come out in the golden era. <laughs> I was like, what about the three Kims and Cookie from the ice cream parlor? First of all, if I would have put the names of DMX's girls, that would have been. <laughs> that's a whole verse. That's a whole nother song. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, Roxanne, those are names that you remember. If you came up in a, in a hip-hop era and you've been around 50 years of it, you know Benita Applebaum. Mm-hmm. You know but what where, where did that idea come from? Like, um. You uh, love you love just like researching and then just putting. No, shit this together, one, right? this one actually came from somebody else. Uh, wow. I was at a radio station, and this what's so crazy. Uh, this is a fun fact about this song. I'm gonna tell you in a second. But I was at a radio station, and one of my homies, uh, his name is DJ Fonts. Shout out to DJ Fonts. Um, he was a DJ back then. He's now like the program director at a station in uh, in Virginia, mm-hmm. down there where Pharrell and him are from. He's in like Virginia Beach. And he, we were talking, and he, he was like, "Yo, man, I, I was gonna try to rap thing for a minute, but I'm not. But I just got, a, I had an idea. You know, what I mean, I'm never gonna be a rapper, but I just figured somebody as clever as you might be able to do something with this. And I was like, okay, well, what is it? You know what I'm saying? And he handed me a piece of paper. Damn. He gave me a piece of paper, and I opened a piece of paper, and I, I look at it, and it has every female name that's ever been mentioned in a hip hop song Damn. up until that point. I didn't know you had a ghostwriter skills. He gave me the idea. He, he just gave, gave me the words. He gave you the cliff notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, he was like, yo, I don't know if you'll ever do anything with this, but I just know I won't. You so know he I mean? took the time to like to research all that shit. Bro, every Sally, wow. Roxanne, Benita Applebaum, Renee, LaToya, they were all a trick named Sadie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were all in this list. And I put it in my wallet and kept it for like years. Shit. And then one day, I was like, I got a beat. And I was like, oh, shit, this might work. Well, The Roots did this, right? Yeah, The Roots did the actual track, which is actually them at Jimmy Fallon. And they're recording uh, Weird Al Yankovic as he's playing accordion as a joke. They just thought, like, it was dope. We got Weird Al Yankovic on Jimmy Fallon. And we're going to have him do accordion by doing. What year was this? I can't remember. But it was was easily 10 years ago. Over 10 years ago, man. And I just had it in my in my wallet. Was it the Tonight Show or the one before that? It might have been Late Night. So that's between <laughs> 2009 yeah. to 2000. So, and um, I took that beat, rapped over it, and I played it for Amir. And he was wait, like, so wait, they played it for you or they made no, it they for you? No, they recorded it into Pro Tools. They just were recording it as a gag. Like, yo, we yeah, got yeah. weird out. Well, how did here. you get your hands on it? I was up there. Oh. And I told the engineer, I was like, yo, let me get a copy of that just so I could just have it. Damn. I always had it. And then I rapped over it and I sent it to Amir. And he was like, yo, this is genius. And this was the crazy part is, bro, I just put that song out. I put that video out a few weeks ago, but nobody knows that the song was 12 years old. Mm hmm. Shit. The video is new. The song is 12 years old. I just reworked it. And when I put it out, bro, like, it was like it went over so many people's heads. It was like, I'm like, yo, I mentioned every female ever in a hip-hop song. They were like, oh, cool. Oh, but it's it's so perfect for this for, year. For this for, year. For the 50, 50 years anniversary of hip-hop. of hip-hop. Yeah, you was in beating Trinidad yeah. James in 2012. <laughs> you were not beating that. So I, I, put it, right, I put it out again uh, with a video, with a visual, mm-hmm. and it... It went viral. Yeah, it's Crazy. fucking it's it's fucking nasty. Thank the you. The video's man. dope. Thank you. What what I've learned about, um, and I've been able to do this most of my career, is when you put out something and DJs hit you up, like yo, I need a I need a clean version of this. Yeah. Like you don't have to do the work. You know what I'm saying? So that's what used to happen with the wrap ups. Like people would just go, I need the clean version. 
so that's why I stopped even cursing in the wrap up. So I'm like, yo, mm. bro, pull it off of YouTube, SoundCloud, yeah. pull it off of YouTube, whatever. Like, or I would just have a link. Yeah. But um, when you put out a record and people hit you up for it, yeah, that's when you know you're onto something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and especially a DJ, if they love it enough, they'll make a clean version. Hell of it. yeah! yeah With yeah. the technology we got now, it's like, yo, just send it to me, bro. I cleaned up myself. I'm going on the air tonight. I got yeah. I got to play that tonight. The DJ wants the exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah they want to play it no matter what. Yeah, I used to deal with that with the wrap up all the time. You don't miss the wrap up. You you made uh, a you made an epic wrap up this year. Oh, you yeah. brought it back. BT the BT Hip Hop Awards. Not just the BET Awards. Oh, it was the BET Awards. Yeah, yeah the that BET was the BET Awards. Oh, okay, okay. The, the Hip Hop Awards just happened. My that bad. just happened. Yeah. yeah, it was the BET Awards. Yes, in this June. June. Oh, shoot. Yo, Which like, was crazy. I got, I got like goosebumps when you were on stage. Wow. A child was born in 73. Not even she would realize what she would grow up to be. But she would change the world before recognizing her worth with three fathers, Bambada, Flash, and Cool Herc. I'm talking about hip-hop moving forward, the only genre that was created from the genres before it. And by 79, she has struck a nerve, because I'm sure everybody in here remembers these words. I said a hip. Hop, inhibit to the hibbit and hip hop. Hopper, you don't stop. I'm rocking to the bang, bang, boogie. Say up, jump, the boogie to the. Mad skills, 50 year rap up. Peace and love, VA. First, that's your boy. You're like, oh shit, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was dramatic, you know, and he yeah. was going through the shit, and it was like, oh shit. It was like the perfect intro for what was going to happen mm-hmm. with all the legends coming out and yeah. everything. It was probably one of the most stressful weeks. Yeah, you told me it was a short term notice. Short really? term notice. Bro, short term notice. Um, Wait, how much notice was it? Uh, a week. A week. You told me like 10 wow. days a week. Yeah, 10 days. To And here's the thing. When I, when I tracked it, I did it. I was like, I, I just threw it, threw it together like a sketch of an idea, and I did it over the Maybach Music 3 instrumental. I, it was never intended to be over that. So when I get to the awards, they're like, yeah, let's just do it to that. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, nah. I thought the band would just play something. Middle you know, I, I wanted it to be more spoken word than rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, Like an acapella. Yeah. Everyone can hear the words. Yeah. You know? And um, they were like, yeah, nah, there's just no band, so we're just going to do it like this. And I was like, what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept saying like, and, and, and they kept saying like, no, 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 um, just do it. Can you do it to this? This sounds amazing. Like, you can fuck around and get an Emmy for this. This is dope. Like, this you, this is amazing. And they're, they're like, is there a reason you don't want to do it over the Rick Ross instrument? Is there is there something we don't know about with you and Ross? I was like, nah, I'm a Ross fan. I love that beat. Yeah, that beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they were like, okay, well, I think we should just do it over that. And I didn't want to because it kept me at a time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to just say it. I didn't want to rap it. Yeah, you wanted to make it like a speech. And, and, you, yeah. Yeah, and it... it, it it fucked me up because after I went back and looked at it, I was like, damn, I really just got two and a half minutes acapella at the BT Awards. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't happen. It was I was dumb, super man. nervous. You were. What? <laughs> Bro, you've done so much shit. You- <laughs> Who was in front of you? Who was in front of you? Buster and Buster? his whole family. <laughs> Understand. Understand at rehearsal, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's Of course, they put it on a teleprompter or whatever. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, you still got to memorize it. Like, I don't, I don't trust the teleprompter chick. The teleprompter starts running, and she has uh, Grandmaster Herc and Cool, cool Flash. And I was like, who the fuck? 
put that up there? <laughs> so I go and I, I sit down with her and I'm like, yo, no, it's Africa Bambata. It's Oh, you ha- you had to retype the shit? Bro. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Cause I'm like, she doesn't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I never wanted it to I wanted to incorporate the crowd into it. That's like when when uh, we be like talking about like hip hop history and then this motherfucker has to write the notes and send it. He's misspelling everybody's fucking I, name. I fuck up names. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean that's so stupid, bro. Yeah, so to to actually have her get it wrong, I was like, Yeah, she's not you know, and there's no disrespect to her. I was just like, She's not of the culture enough to notice. Right, right. I can't risk that. So when I came out, I remember I, I remember starting it, and and when I said you know I said she was born you know she had three fathers Bam Bada Flash and Cool Herc mm. I heard Buster say facts mm. I could hear him he was sitting right in front of me, and from that point on for the rest of it I just spit it to Buster yeah yeah it was Ooh. almost like being in a cipher when you like when one dude is like vibing with you he listening and you like right, I'm gonna just you feed off of that yeah, energy. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I fed off that energy it's so like, it's like DJ rhymes it's yeah. like DJing when you see one crowd yeah just like, even if it's a little group of like three or four mm-hmm. girls yeah they're wild it's, out. it's contagious yes it's like right? I'm gonna rock with y'all because right. y'all already rocking with me Buster I heard Buster say because you know Buster's voice is big it's loud yeah. facts <laughs> and I was like. So shout to Buster Rhymes, man. I don't even th- I don't even think he knows how much he helped me in that moment. Mm-hmm. But thank like God for him. The tiniest little bit of encouragement. One word, right? Facts. Facts. <laughs> and I was I was I was off to the races from there. This is a good year for like OGs and icons. Yeah, man. And legends such as yourself. You're, yeah. It's like a, a a new appreciation for everyone that really devoted and sacrificed a lot for hip hop. Yeah, everybody's but like working. It, but like now's the time to eat, right? Yeah. It's like like, like we gotta eat this year, right? Hurry up yeah. before they take it away. <laughs> because nobody's I'm not saying nobody, but you know, the the phone might not ring as much in the fifty first year right. yeah. of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So um to see everybody working and you know, to even just to call up certain people and like, yo, I'm trying to get you for a show. They're like, yo, I'm book skills. I'm Wow. I'm in Europe. I'm in songs, and you're like, damn, that's dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people that you know might not get that chance all these years, and the publishing goes up. The songs get played more. You know what I mean? Well, for the people who own the publishing, you've been, you've been yeah. seeing your publishing going up a little bit. I mean, I wasn't writing, you know, the message and fucking, no, 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 you know, no. songs like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, nah, I, I'm definitely happy to see those people get get their just due, man. Because it's time. It's it's funny because like now I'm seeing like there's been such an appreciation for like all this old throwback, like mm-hmm. old school classics, hip hop. Right. Even the 90s and 2000s been hitting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, everyone's just constantly talking about yeah. how hip hop is dying though. Right. But then, but there's this like new appreciation for like old school and the classics and all these legends. Yeah. But like hip hop is dying. Like the new music is dying. It's, yeah, the new music is not doing as and well it's as like, the older music. So mm-hmm. it's like we're seeing like ticket sales, like we're seeing tours getting canceled, but then we're seeing these artists we haven't seen perform in 30 years selling, selling out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So Arenas. it's like, it's weird. Like, yeah. Have you been noticing this shit? Yeah. yeah. Um, not that I go to any of those shows uh, of those artists because right. I got to be a fan in order to, you know, and, and you having one song or two songs is not enough for me to go. First of all, it's not even enough for you to get an arena. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I like I like artists that have catalogs and, and things that I can remember and, you know, connect with moments. So the new artists man like and and i seen that you know the stories that oh they're not selling as much and you, well, you know saw that saying? juicy j uh video yeah where he was saying um 40 like percent of sales or streams down. are down yeah which is a lot which that, is that's almost half yeah wait are yours publishing stuff going down too 
I mean, you, you're some, of your, some of your ghost I was, I was fortunate enough. This is not parking watch. It's me and Karen. Talk, we're, we're talking about ghost ride of skills. Yeah. I, I was ghost fortunate enough to have written records when CDs were selling. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And, and some of those songs, you know, the sync money, the sync money now is... Probably way more. Than Wait, explain. Wait, that a what's the bit. sync money? Sync. Okay, so let's say, uh, let's say me, you, and Crooked wrote a song. Okay, right, and we wrote the song for this artist, and she actually got a little deal or whatever, and it popped off, and it's people like it, right? Mm-hmm. As this girl goes to these different places outside of radio and outside of DJs, let's say she's doing Good Morning America, like they're and she's performing the song that we wrote. They have to pay us. So you got to sign off on it. I got to sign off on it. And Crooked has to sign off on it that it's okay to, for this song to get performed on Good Morning America. Even though it's her song, mm-hmm. they still have to clear it. So once that comes across, um, we'll get money from the song being on a TV show, the song being in a commercial. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. And those things, you know, over time, they add up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can you can... You can have the right song and it gets synced and shit, man, you can make way more money than you would make just selling it because nobody's really buying it. They're just streaming it. You know what I mean? So yeah. in order for it to be in this Visa commercial, it somebody has to get some money or it's in this episode of Insecure. Like right. we get paid for that. And if the budget is 50000 then we split in 50000 three ways. That's not bad. But then if it's like a hit show, if it's like a big Netflix series, yeah. and it's like it's getting streamed, it's like the top streaming top 10 Netflix series, you get paid. You're getting paid for every Has any of the view. songs you wrote been in movies? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Do do you get checks from like Netflix yeah. and all that shit? Yeah. yeah. That's what oh, we're talking about. Fuck. Yeah. But but there's a difference like is there a difference You got the, the master side, you have the publishing side, right. you know what I'm saying? You got yeah, But sure. they got to clear it I have with me with my particular songs. I have this is going to sound crazy, but I don't care what it's in. If you're paying me to put my song into what it is, so you never decline. You're just approving it. My 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 sync person knows they don't even have to hit me up and say, "Hey, we just got a request or something." I don't give a fuck. Yeah, approve. Even if it's like a a Trump campaign rally or some shit. Approve. Approve <laughs> because you know certain artists like maybe you know somebody like Stevie Wonder they might be like he's like yeah I don't want my song in a cigarette commercial I don't right. want it in a beer right. commercial they're like every penny counts son. approve <laughs> <laughs> approve is that rare or is that a lot of artists they just don't give a fuck like you know these money. kids now they don't care that's always about the bag them <laughs> but you know somebody like back in the day like you know might have a you know like oh I don't want my song promoting. Anything of that nature. Right, right, was that right. was that something you learned from Timberland and Missy, or was that just you were like? Nah, that's just learning. I brought a book by Kashif a long time ago called "Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business," and I, I recommend anybody should buy that book if they're trying to make money because a, a lot of those uh, stipulations and those laws are still the same. You know what I'm saying? Even with streaming, those laws are still the same. So. Um, yeah, get that book, man, and, and 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 check it out for all the new artists because it explains everything in layman terms to where like somebody that's like, okay, I don't know what proprietary is and da 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 da. Like it breaks it down in a way that 
the most simplest mind could understand. It's almost like made to be confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, made to get you. Yeah. 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 So like you have to pay motherfuckers to like kind of just handle the shit because yeah. you don't want to handle that. Yeah. And you might not even have the know-how to do it. Yeah. Because I, I just, I was just looking at um, who posted it. Uh, I want to say this is producer named Symbolic, Symbolic 1S1. And he had posted that he was, um, he had just got out of his publishing deal. And his, he was in his publishing deal. I, I Don't get me the line. I, I could be wrong. But he was saying, I just got out of my publishing deal last Sunday. I've been in my publishing deal for fif- for 15 years. Mm. Because what they do is, you know, you'll let's say we do a song and Nicki Minaj takes it and, it and it blows up, right? And we don't have a publishing deal as a producer. Let's just say we're the road production team mm-hmm. and somebody might come to us like yo yeah that's Nicki Minaj song y'all got us blowing up like we want to do a pub deal with y'all we can get y'all in the studio with more artists with different artists different producers but right now this this song that y'all got is generating some money so we gonna get that money but it's gonna be a while from now before we get it if we don't do this deal so what happens is they give you a deal. They find these young kids. They dangle this money in front of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I got, you know, I got this $250,000 for you for a three-song, four-song deal, 10-song deal. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I'm hot right now. I know I'm going to get 10 songs off. You know what I'm saying? And then you take this 250 So you take this 250 and then they put all these stipulations into it where, oh, shit, I'm not going to get that back. So you're like, I only, only got to do 10 songs. And then you find out. Okay, well, we did this Nicki Minaj song, but we did the beat and it's no sample. So all three of us say we got 10% of the song a piece. Right. So they're like, yeah, 10% is only 30. So that's, that doesn't equal a whole song. You need 100% oh, shit. of a song before wow. you can get. And you're like, fuck. Oh, wow. So Damn, it was people bro. in the comments being producers, like Hit Boy, like, bro, bro Hit Boy was like, I, I'm still not out of my shit. And I have 400 placements. Wow. I have 400 songs. Mm-hmm. And and there was another producer, he was saying, um, yeah, I signed the shit. And then once I did it, they told me, yeah, gospel and indie doesn't count. Mm. Like, it has to be on a major label. Top charting. Top, top charting or... I don't, you know what I'm saying? So you got to think, if I only own 10% of the song, I got to make 10 of these motherfuckers equal one song. Because typically, how long does it take to get your publishing off of any record? Like six months. Six months. Six to seven months. So let's say like you're a young producer or any producer at all, and you got a hit record, you basically broke for like a year. Yeah, like six months year. to a year. Damn, that's why these publishing companies come to you and they're like, "Yo, we I'll get your money hot. now. We want to invest in you." But really what they want is they want a piece of your shit. They yeah. dangle that carrot in front of you. And if you don't have no money, so they say we'll give it. you instead of you waiting for money later, we're gonna give you money now. We'll yep. give you like we'll give you fifty K right now if yep. you sign with us. Man, so a lot of motherfuckers sign. And we're gonna get shit. you in the studio with whoop de whoop de whoop and da 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 Yeah. And then none of that comes to fruition. They'd be like, yo, yo, they'd be like, yo, well, you just work with Nicki Minaj, like, yo, we we can get Ice Spice, we can get all these people. That's crazy, bro. That's how they get you, bro. And bro, I looked at I looked at that post and was reading those comments from those producers, and I was like, "How the fuck is Hit Boy still in a situation? 
Hit Boy, hit, niggas in Paris should have you out of any publishing that yeah. you ever like out the off the rip. And right. if not that, sicko mode. Right, sicko mode and niggas in Paris alone. <laughs> yeah. Anything after those, I don't owe none of y'all motherfuckers. But I don't know what kind of deal he signed. But he was transparent enough. He was like, bro, I got four hundred placements, and I just got out of my shit. He did six Nas albums. Damn. That's... He just got out of his shit. What it's it, insane. His bro. deal must have been crazy. Had to be. But he got Nuts. he started young and shit. He probably didn't have the proper yeah. proper knowledge proper shit. knowledge proper people around you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think like, he did uh, Paris when he was 21. Yeah, 22. Yeah, Jesus. he was super young when he did it. Yeah, that, and that's that's a four almost 14 year old record. That record rang off, bro. He was in a publishing deal for 15 years. <laughs> that shit is crazy. <laughs> have you ever had to do something like that with like I a never signed a publishing deal? deal. Ghostwriting deal, nothing. Nope. And, and even, they, if, what, even if I did do a ghostwriting thing and it was brown paper bag money, I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But no I one ever came to you and said, like, let's let's work something out. I mean, a couple of people tried, but it wasn't. They couldn't dangle the carrot in front of me saying, you know, you're not going to get that money till next summer. We could pay you now. I'm like, I could, but I'm cool. I can I'm wait, wait till next yeah, summer. Yeah, like, I'm going to flip these burgers to like. You know what I'm saying? Chair. I can <laughs> wait till next summer. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? But it's good to be behind the scenes because you can you don't need to floss. Yes. You don't need to you don't need to I don't do have that to shit. I don't have to live up to the expectations of that. Right. I, I did that in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like so I'm like I'm past that. That's like, the, I, I bought all of the dumb shit in the nineties. What's the dumbest shit you ever bought? Fucking oh man, like a fucking I don't think it's a, a, like a. You never looked like the person to be. I, 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 I never was a jury dude. I was always a watch guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I Even now, you're not wrong. You're wearing a Casio. It's because it, it, it reminds me of the fucking 90s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, like, watches, fucking cars. I brought, like, I brought, like, a fucking, I brought, like, a, that phone's, like, five grand. I brought, like, a. A phone? That's 5,000. It was, yeah, it was, like, a, um. Like, an international joint? Yeah, yeah, but it was, like, a, like, a, it was, like, encased <laughs> in, like, these crystals and shit. It was some Jacoby looking <laughs> shit. Like I think I saw Pharrell with one. Oh, of course. Oh my god. Like, yeah, I'm getting that phone. Isn't it worse though having like like rich ass friends? Well, especially oh Pharrell. Bro, he's been wearing Richie Mills for the past twenty years. I mean, out the gate. Yeah, and them so, shits are like six to seven hundred thousand yeah, dollars alone. I would never know. Yeah. I would never. Yeah, because I talked to some of these DJs. Remember we talked to Dre Sinatra? Oh yeah, and he's yeah. like he's he's the DJ for uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Okay, and you know these motherfuckers are just fly all the time. Yeah, and they just like I'm like yo, you you feel like you got to keep up with these motherfuckers? like I don't feel the need to keep up with nobody. Right, I don't give a shit. Oh no, you know what I'm once saying? you get to a certain age and a certain level in your life, you really don't feel like you gotta prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. well, I, I thought the most beautiful thing in New York, right? This was the dopest shit in nightlife in New York. The bummier I looked. The more ill it was, cause like, no, this is the shit. In New York, like I would like, I would look bummy. Like I would roll out of bed and like whatever t-shirt I was sleeping in, I would just put on jeans, and I would go and I would just go out, and then I would go to the hottest club because I would DJ. Damn, I was DJing Kanye, all the hottest shit. Kanye yeah. stole your whole. They would look. just they would just let me in, mm -hmm. and I would look like a straight ass bum. But they were like, "Yo, crooked, what's up?" And then all these like Wall Street motherfuckers yeah. and all these celebs outside were like. Who the fuck is this, this guy? Who's Asian bum, bum you just let in? Right. So How the for fuck me, did he get in here? That was the biggest flex. Like, yeah. It was like you were almost like corny if you just overdressed and like had yeah. all this flash. I used to see AM in a fucking in some fucking wrinkled ass jeans, 
some fucking ill ass dunks and a fat boy's t shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or a fucking a Mary J. Blige. What's the 411 wrinkled up fucking yeah. t shirt? I mean, he was known for that. Some vintage shit. Some vintage but he shit. never looked like, and we we knew, we knew AM was getting it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? But he never looked like he was. The most expensive it. thing he had on was the Rolex and then whatever shoe he was wearing. Right. But, was but also he had he had his little chain he had his little dog no, he had a dog tag he got the dog tag with the later. diamonds on the shit but how much is really a dog tag <laughs> back then everybody had them you know what I mean like, I didn't have that shit I, I had a dog tag but never had that shit I never had a dog tag I never had I never but imagine being friends with Pharrell and Pharrell shows up we're all like this BBC shit. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, it, yeah, it's different. Were you seeing like Pharrell, Missy, and Tim, like all the VA like homies like this year because it was just like I haven't seen them. No? I, I, I talked to I talked to Missy, um, you know, because we lost Magoo earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace to Magoo. So me and her talked, um, and uh, yeah, man, I haven't I, I I haven't I missed P in Miami. Um, at a session I got to and I think they were in there early that day and then I checked and he wasn't he, mm-hmm. he wasn't there or whatever. But um yeah, nah man, and you know, Tim is running around still, you know, yeah. Tim. But it I, it must be like good this year. You get to see so many faces and so many like homies and like peers. Yeah, man. You know, it's year. always good to 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 be able to see your friends and know where y'all came from yeah, yeah. and they still successful. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was I was seeing some of the behind the scenes at like the B T awards. Everyone just like talking like backstage, and it's, it's like a high school reunion. Yeah, man. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like running into your friends you haven't seen in forever. So it's always dope, man. But always and, and, and the crazy thing is, like, out of every industry, I would think everyone in hip hop looks good. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, bro, right? Yeah, like motherfuckers we still age look pretty good. Well. Like, yeah, you know, we age pretty well. So, like, I, I tell these people, like, at our age, man, if you were able to remember writing graffiti. In, a, in your notebook or whatever mm-hmm. or fucking or, or breakdancing and you're still able to post a picture to Instagram like you kind of got the best of both worlds oh, you were there yeah, for bro. you know what I'm saying it's like oh yeah I was there for Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> but I'm also here for this social media but we fucking, were here before the internet and after the internet yes. that's crazy you know what I'm saying so and just to think about our childhood, man, and, and how, you know, the shit you can't get away with now that we did. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, bro, bro, in the summer, bro, I would get up and leave my house at like 11 in the morning on my bike, and I wouldn't fucking come back till it got dark. Yep. My mom had no clue where the fuck I was. What were you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you can't do that shit now. <laughs> like, bro, I'm 34. My mom has my location of where I'm at at all times. <laughs> nah, relax. That's crazy. No, yeah, safety measures, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, nah, I get it, bro. I yeah. understand it. I'm just impressed that your mom knows how to find your location. Yeah, she knows. She like, doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My mom knows everything. So I'm like, before when we were kids, like graffiti and Krylon sprain. Like, yeah. nah, bro. She didn't know what the fuck I was. She just knew I was on the mongoose running around the fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Yo, so you've been like busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Your BT Awards, you know, you released a, a track, The Golden Girls, mm-hmm. and you even did a, an event in New York, right? It was like the Hip Hop to Infinity. Yeah, the museum uh, partner. I partnered with, with Nas. With Nas. What was, it, what was that about? It's like an interactive hip hop museum. Mm. Um, if you've ever, I know, I've seen, I seen one of these shows around here. Um, if you've ever seen like the Van Gogh exhibit where you can actually go in and see Van Gogh's art and right, moves right, right, and right. you hear music and you hear poetry along with it it's, it's almost like that it's an immersive hip-hop experience called hip-hop till infinity where it starts at um the beginning of hip-hop and it goes up into the digital age right and uh i, I narrated it oh, and shit. um so it ran in new york at hall d hall d luminaires i think i'm saying that right 
um, in, in the Lower East Side. It ran there right around the time that they were doing the Hip Hop 50 at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think the next stop is L.A., I want to say it comes to L.A. Oh, so it's coming to L.A. Yeah, it goes, it goes to L.A. In, in November for like a month. And then it goes all around the world and the country for like the next three years. Oh, wow. So it's like an exhibit where, uh, you know, I, I, I went one time and um, it was weird because I was in there and I, I had never seen. I did it. I did my recording. And I recorded my parts and I did it. But I'd never seen the whole thing. I wanted to just go in and see it. And um, I went in and saw it. And there was a family there, and I want to say they were from like Germany or something. And, and it looked, it looks like that thing. Like if a family from Germany comes to New York for their summer vacation, and their son is just into hip hop, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna take him to the museum." Right. You know what I mean? And and I'm in there, and they're like, they're looking at, at me on this big ass thirty foot screen, and the kid recognizes. He's like, "Is that is that you?" Mm. And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Hip hop." You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. And he's Crazy. like, his parents, asked, they, they had no clue who I was or what I had done. They just knew I was the guy narrating this thing that their son loved. And I took pictures with him and everything. And I was just there to see it myself because I hadn't seen it. And I hit Peter from Massive Bill like, bro, like, this is crazy. Like, y'all are really on to something. It's, it's made by this uh, this French company called Super BN, B-I-E-N, Super BN. And they, they're um, real big in a... Uh, um, what do they call it? Um, MIDI mapping and mm-hmm. moving, uh, you know, uh, projections and all that, like yeah, huge yeah. projections, like the people that go like and, interactive three. Yeah, they go and change the statue to the color of, you know what I mean? Like, right. Or they light up the fucking top of the fucking Empire State or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Nas super dope. I, 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 I got a shout out Nas and, and Peter and all the people over there in Mass Appeal for, for helping me include it. But uh, it turned out dope. It's got to feel good that like... Uh, people are calling you to get involved with all of this stuff yeah because i also see like there's there's motherfuckers that didn't get any calls at all for any of this shit and i was kind of talking to somebody i'm like that motherfucker must have been like really difficult like and everyone knows how difficult they are or what you represent and the way that you do what you do makes Mm -hmm. sense for their brand Mm -hmm. so when hip so when bt called me to do the 50 year hip-hop recap i was like oh okay because who the fuck else was you going to call? You know what I mean? Like, to do that and make it dope and make it that. Not gossipy, not tea, not shade. Like, right. that shit only gets you so far. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to the White House from doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh no, I'm going to call the guy. There's only one guy. Right. Well, well it's also like you have, you're such a master of the craft and you focus on the craft. Yeah. And where other people are just kind of like, how do I stay relevant? Right. And I'm like, yeah. I, I could never do that. You know what I'm saying? Like like when we were talking off air earlier, like, you know, like imagine me coming here six months from now and fucking the road podcast is just y'all are just talking about current events. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's not even no DJ shit no more. <laughs> it's just we, like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? I heard Kim Kardashian yeah. has a new boyfriend now. He's like, what the fuck does that have to do with DJ? And it's like, I, I even with my podcast, Hip Hop Confessions, I'm gonna talk what I know. Mm-hmm. I know hip hop. I love hip hop. I'm not about to turn into Wendy Williams for for clicks. Right, right, right. Because I, I still gotta go outside. <laughs> 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, oh, bro, he's just fucking, he's just sitting on a, a couch talking about current events and shit. Why the fuck is Skills sitting down talking about Blueface and Krishan? Like, I'm never doing that. But, but you're that, you're like, you're the face of like, to me, of like elegant hip hop. Thank you. Oh, no, that's like, a real good term. Like, like classy hip hop that has aged well, and it, and you're still like you're still putting into the craft, especially like what you did for for Jay Z when when he got inducted, like the right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What right. you did, that was just so elegant. It was just it, it's such a good look for hip hop. Right. You know what I mean? And and bro, you got to understand, and not that I need to remind anybody, uh-huh. but you're talking to a guy. Who put out a song every year talking about everybody right. else? Yeah, you know what I mean. But even in my, even in in doing the wrap ups when I was doing them, it was current events, it was gossip, it was tea. But it, I was never in a place where it was like the shit really happened. I didn't go and this was my feeling about it. Oh, your album is trash. Nobody likes you anymore. It wasn't that. You were reporting. I was reporting. Whatever yeah. you did, I just happened to say, and so-and-so yeah. did this. Y'all yeah. remember? And it's like, oh, shit, that did happen. But tastefully done. Tastefully. He might have said, that was crazy. Right, <laughs> yo, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, even when we talked about it, like, like I told you, the only time anybody ever fucking came to me was like Floyd. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit, like he might yeah. not like that. But you did do the wrestling match, Floyd. Right. <laughs> I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Floyd is kind of scary. Yeah, and he had four, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Big motherfuckers with him, but, <laughs> but out of 20 years, yeah. and even when he approached me, he was like, I was just fucking with you, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, true, champ. I was scared as fuck. Really? But yeah. Bro, you right. ever see Floyd Man with his fucking bodyguards? I mean, They're the size of this fucking ceiling, dog. Insane. I just, man, I'm just hoping someone got some with a camera out so I could just like, yeah, that was, you know, yeah, I would have been a meme, bro. You know, the, you know, the, the white guy in the meme where he's like, the white guy that goes like, yeah, yeah. that would have been me, <laughs> like, easily. People, Wait. people stay trying to make you a meme, though. Like yeah, people that, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've seen that crew. People that look like him and they meme him and they make fun of him and shit like that. He's like, y'all really think it's me, motherfuckers? But some of them really do. Yeah, sometimes right you got to, you know, you even got to laugh at it yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, My favorite one is when he's like, I don't know if he's eating like nuts or peaches. Paul Watermelons. Watermelon. Watermelon. It's watermelon. And he's, <laughs> he's doing this like, wow. 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 <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's the best one. Because that's the pe- best people one. know, it's like it's a recurring joke yeah, to yeah. me. Like when it comes up, it's just that wow, <laughs> wow. Eating, and then, no, yeah. But you have that laugh at the end, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was a true moment. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, somebody yeah. sent me a picture, like this guy looks like you, and I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, you know, I was actually like, I was actually impressed with you this year because you actually dropped an EP. Yeah, I, who would have thought? I rapped again. Who would have thought? I mean, and sang. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Wait, let me say, you did some auto tune shit. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, bro. I said he writes the hits. <laughs> no, but like, what, what, you know, what came over you this year that you wanted to, you know, like? So get- I have a friend, uh, my homeboy, mm-hmm. and he's super talented. His name is Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams, super yeah. talented, super talented producer, writer, songwriter, yeah. rapper. And um, we're always working on stuff together. Me and him had did a Black Men Don't Cheat. Um, <laughs> we did a couple other songs together. Right. And um, he's just, a, I just, he's he's probably one of the last producers that I can just remember being around. And it's like every time he hit the space bar, bro, it make, it inspires me. Like I'll play, he'll hit the space bar and I hear some shit. I'm like, bro, 
this shit make me want to bar a motherfucker up. You know what I mean? Like it's like the the beats on this on this on this EP are just like yeah. They're just like they're not boom bap. They're like sample, yeah, like sample heavy, yeah. And you're just flowing on it, and it's just that you know those beats that are in the right pocket. It's mm-hmm. like a little bit between eighty and ninety yeah. around there, yeah. yeah. Where like they could play with different cadences, yeah. and yeah. flows. It gives you space, right, right, right. As an artist, yeah, yeah. And Gavin, um, and we had these songs. We had been sitting on them for a while, and I was like, yeah, we should do something. We should put something out. And I, I, I initially started the idea, and then he would always say like, man, you ain't gonna do nothing with that shit. You gonna, you gonna just sit on them songs. You gonna try to sell them. Da da da. I was like, nah, man. Maybe one day we'll put them out. So he was always in my ear. About it and um and i actually was like all right we're gonna drop this bob god shit you know what i'm yeah. saying like let's put it out let's figure it out where did that name come from bob god um it was me him and uh another friend of ours named harold Lilly, who's probably one of the biggest uh songwriters from virginia um his name is harold Lilly. he wrote uh you don't know my name alicia keys uh yeah harold he's worked with janet he wrote unpredictable wow. for jamie fox mm. and we all grew up together and um, he was part of it too, and we was like, "Yo, every time we get together, it's a bop. Like it's always a bop." So I was, I, I came up with the name Bop Gods, and it was a couple other people in the studio. Like, yeah, I don't know, because that shit sound kind of corny. I was like, "All right, cool. If y'all think it's whack, then I'm definitely going with it." You know what I mean? <laughs> because I'm in the studio with cats that are still trying to gravitate towards the younger audience yeah, and the yeah. younger. They want to call it like the Knuckle Gods, yeah. right? Something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, skills. It should be, you know, what I'm saying little little feet boys or yeah, some yeah. shit. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. So uh, the name stuck. <laughs> little beat. Yeah, the name stuck. And um and, you know, I already had a, a, a built in fan base with the with the, the brunch crew and all of that. So I was like, let's just drop a quick little EP or whatever. And with me, I always have ideas. We had a song called uh Devontae and Dalvin. Um and uh a couple other records, and there's one record where um, I'm singing on "Dance with Me." Dance with me. I was it shocked. Was, yeah, which sounds like a fucking you know. It reminds me of an old fucking Neptune's. It was like your yeah. sexual seduction. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> and the crazy part is for me, bro. Like for me, it's like anytime I, I make a song, I already have ideas for it. So mm-hmm. I got ideas for how we're gonna shoot videos. I want to say we got a song called "On oh, My Mama." Yeah, uh, and I want to shoot a video like that, but I want it to be like a like jingling baby, mm. Mm. like with LL in the in the fucking house with the yellow hat and the green pants and shit. And then it's another dance with me. I'm gonna shoot a video for that, but I want that to be like an old Gap Band video. Like remember the Gap Band used to wear the metallic cowboy hats and the yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. tassels on their clothes and shit. I want to shoot a video like that. Are you gonna be wearing the tassels? Yes, <laughs> because I know I know nobody else is gonna do that. You're just having fun. I'm just having fun, bro. One of like, my favorite videos you have is uh, in a minute. That's the last time I shot a video. That was such a wow. good fun and had video. a fu- a fun time. You know what I'm saying? I, I dressed up like career. the Whispers. Yeah. And, and he it, has an afro and then all his buddies have afros. <laughs> it was a pop smash. It, yeah. Like yeah. that was if I'd have gave that to Bruno, bro, that was that was Bruno 24 character uh two years before they did it. Yeah. Mm. Everybody, everybody, you look at the YouTube comments and people go, yo, like you really fucking you walk so Bruno could fly. Like yeah. this is crazy. It's the <laughs> same vibe. In a minute. It's the same vibe. Harold Harold wrote that song. So when you did like Dance with Me and then you were what were you trying to do? Just revisit these old R and B vibes? Mm-hmm. Because Gavin Gavin had wrote the song initially and there was a couple words and cadences that I changed. And um and I automatically I told him I was like, yo, we should shoot the video like this. Cause you know in twenty twenty three, like you gotta have a video for a song. Like you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a song if you don't have a video. 
So I like to give people the visual when I get the song so you're never able to separate it. Mm-hmm. Like with you in a minute, like every time you hear in a minute, you're going to think of me in the fucking afro dress like the whisper. Snapping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I choreographed that shit, bro. Like, But I like having fun with music and I think that's missing. So Dance With Me was, I was like, this sounds like some old Justin shit with the Neptunes. And I was like, all right, if we don't sell this shit, Cause at first I was like, if motherfuckers let me get away with singing on in a minute, like y'all in trouble. Cause I'm gonna auto tune y'all to fuck up, and I'm gonna turn into. I have a group in my head that I'm a part of, and it's called Noticey. Like, Noticey. I'm, I'm, I'm the lead singer of Noticey. <laughs> you gonna like, notice me? You, right. That's dope. I might do that. <laughs> Take that's, it. Bro. That's a song title. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man. I, Cause I'm like, if y'all let all these other motherfuckers get away with singing and they can't sing, then fuck it. Y'all let Kanye go. Y'all let Kanye go. <laughs> Kanye can't sing to save his fucking life, and y'all let him do a whole album. So, yeah, nah. I'm harmonizing and everything. And like I told y'all earlier when we was talking about other shit, I'm like, bro, I'm using everything that technology has given me to make this shit better. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if it's like, oh, yeah, he's. Uh, why would he use that? Because it's right here? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Have you used auto-tune before? Or is this Not like- in rapping. No. Not on rap. Because I don't your, need it. This is your Just first singing. Time. You know, I used it on In A Minute, and when I did it on In A Minute, people yeah. were like, this shit sounds good. And I'm like- Wait, it, you used it on In A Minute? I'm singing on In A Minute. It's no, a, but not auto-tune. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. Light. No, it's not, very not light. He, not heavy T-Pain. No, it's But very it's so light. common now. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just sing. Because- he, bro, had, he had it on like a, like a level four. Yeah, level yeah. four level out four. of like fucking 20. Yeah, but Dance With Me was on like level eight or nine. <laughs> yeah, Dance With Me was up. <laughs> It was in the hall of He told the engineer, like, turn that shit up yeah. a little bit. Bro, Just leave it there. When I hear myself without, without auto tune, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, nah, change nah. that shit. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear myself without Yeah, because in the studio, you can kind of lay, like, you can layer, like, your real vocals mm-hmm. with the auto tune and mm-hmm. have it just be, like, a yeah. bigger bass that carries the melody with you. But and it's like, one. I'm never going to have to sing that shit live. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> hey, man, let me shut up. Let me not be, at, be at the Super Bowl next year, fucking singing in auto tune. Y'all gonna get fucking Jesus. Yeah, the the crazy shit about it is, it's like anything that's like R and B or melodic now is just. I, I feel like it just stands out so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's just like, well, especially now. I was having this conversation. And we were, we were kind of talking about r and B. I was in a studio in L.A. I, I don't mean to name drop. But name was, drop. Go ahead. Get it off, baby. Let's do it. I was with... Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I was with like J. Cole. Oh. And, yeah, name like, one. <laughs> name one. Let's go. Let's go. I was, Cold world. I was with Boss, right? Oof. Boss. I, I was Boss. With, name drop two. I was with Eve, right? Eve. I was with the Hamad brothers. Momo was there from Everyday People. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just dropping names. That's it. I'm not going to go on. That's it. You sure? Jesus, that's a big room. Yeah. They were recording some shit, and I was like, hey, I had no business being there. <laughs> what are you man. doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> DJing in the corner, not writing down transitions. Yeah, nah. Tell me, me Cole, yeah. hey, Cole, you might want to try this out. No, me and Mo were like eating, and he's like, yo, we're going to go to the studio. He didn't tell me nothing. So he's like, I was like, yeah, I'll fucking roll with you. We go to the studio, and there's like aftermath like on all the equipment. So I was like, oh shit, this is like Aftermath Studios. So the rumor is that Dre used to own that, or no, yeah. no. Oh, no, no, Dre used to own it. He sold it to um, No ID. Mm-hmm. And then he, I think Dre missed that studio. <laughs> he yeah. bought it and back. he bought it back. Yeah. I think No ID was like, yo, I'm done. Shots like, you know, yeah. I'm leaving. And then Dre, and so there was Aftermath everywhere. So we, I was thinking like, 
Like, like, were they recording Death Row shit here or like Aftermath? The shit Death here? Row shit was at uh at the Solar, the Solar, uh, Solar building. That's the is, one that Ali owns now. I think no, Diane Warren owns that now. Oh, okay. It's right across the street from uh the spot called a Room where they used to do Cherry Pop and Wednesdays. But there's the a lot of history in that room. Yeah, I'm sure they 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 definitely recorded some fifty. Yeah, I'm sure fifty. Some, yeah, some Eminem shit, shit in there. Hell yeah. Yeah, some game shit definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're in the studio and then we we were just talking about music. And we were like, you know, someone was saying that like Afro Beats mm-hmm. is popping right now. Uh, you know, I'm a piano and Afro Beats is yeah. popping right now because it's actually the new R&B. Yeah. It's actually carrying over where R&B left off. Yeah. Now you're right. You know, and, and it was like, it has the melodies. Mm-hmm. They're actually singing about heartbreak. They're singing about love. Yeah. You know, they're singing about togetherness, yep. like unity. Whereas like R&B now is almost like fuck these dudes and fuck these bitches. Yeah, it's toxic. Like it's a toxic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we were like, when we had so we had this conversation, and the whole time we're talking about this in my head, I'm like, I need to I need to bring this up for the podcast with <laughs> right. the right with the right guest. Okay. And I was like, Skills is the right guest to bring this up with. Okay. So I was like, when did R&B change from love from Keisha Cole love? Mm-hmm. When did it change to fuck these bitches? Or more, more so specifically, when did it become petty to be like, "Oh, you don't want me? Fuck you, bitches!" Then, right? Which is different from like, "Fuck these like, fuck these like dirty ass hoes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. different, right? Fuck yeah. these scandalous ass shorties. Yeah. Or fuck these like, ain't no. Ain't I don't a, got no love for y'all, motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. That's different from like, "Oh, you don't want me? Fuck you." Right. Like, go fuck yourself, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And we damn. Were, do you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it was like very, very petty. Yeah, and, and blatant and blatant, and we were and we were kind of discussing, and we kind of thought that the artist that started that shit, and we could be wrong, but that's why I want to have a conversation with you. Okay, was was Chris Brown, and when he came out with Deuces, wow, <laughs> crazy, right? Because they chucking were chucking up the Deuces, yeah. chucking up the Deuces, because if you listen to the lyrics, right? Yeah. All this cool shit is for the birds, right? Yeah. And it was, and then. Deuces. Yeah. So it was like, they were saying, some of the younger motherfuckers were saying that was the first time they would like go into shorties and be like, what? Deuces. Yeah. Like, fuck Yeah, it definitely you. carried over. Like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Like, yo, I, you don't, yo, like, you ain't gonna give me your number? Fuck y'all. Deuces. Like, fuck you. When did that come out? 2011? Yeah, like around the around 2010s. Then, yeah. And yeah. I was kind of like, yo, like when I'm I trying s- to think of anything that happened before that, but I can't. I'm you not, can't, right? And yeah, then, wh- and then what happened? And what happened right after that? Oh, they Chris Brown. The window. Chris Brown dropped loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. And it was like the first time we were actually like singing, like, like, like really, like these these chicks ain't loyal. And it, it, it because felt- it was a different, it was a different. Fuck these bitches then Because right. it, it wasn't surrounded around Motherfuckers that was always like Fuck these bitches mm-hmm. So it wasn't like When I met you last night baby He was surrounded by Eight motherfuckers that was all like Fuck these hoes We don't love these hoes mm-hmm. So so Nate had no choice Because he wasn't singing about <laughs> love anyway yeah. But to go from singing about love and, and then you know Yo and what's popping shorty And all of this And who run it and then fucking... But it was it was almost like th- that 
the R&B artists always separate themselves from hip-hop. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, hip-hop is always fuck these shorties. Yeah. But R&B is like, nah, like, you gonna come come, come to here. me. I, I, I'll show I you how. You. I love you. I'll show you what real love is. I'll show you what real love is. But then there was, like, this cross that was like, wait, who's a hip-hop artist and who's an R&B artist? Because it started meshing. It started meshing. So then the, the, Chris, the Chris Brown, like, artists were the first R&B artists that were like, nah, nah, I'm going to have that hip-hop energy. Yeah. So I'm gonna make R&B songs with hip hop energy. energy, and even though people right? were doing hip hop sampling and, and this that, and the third, and they were taking break beats and you know touch me, tease me by case or whatever, it was still love. Right. It wasn't fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember hearing a song. Who was it? Was August Alzina? Mm. Oh. And I remember the prim- I remember listening to the first verse and the hook of the song. Who's probably very heavily influenced by Chris Brown. And it was, come over here, Is late, I love, I love late at night. No, it was after that. You can come over here late at night. We going to fuck on the floor. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even putting you in my bed, bitch. Like, we fucking on the floor. We going to spark up. We going to smoke <laughs> something. And then you going to have to leave because I'm not the type of nigga you want to fall in love with. That was the premise of the song. That was the R&B song. That was an R&B song. <laughs> and Nicki Minaj was on that song. I remember it. You know who I'm thinking came up before that? I want to say The Weeknd. Mm. Mm. I think The Weeknd's Was first. he singing like that, though? Yeah. You know, you don't want to fall in love with a, like me. Right. Yeah. No, but you know, we, I had a conversation with uh, with Jamie about this, and you brought up Drake. I thought, but now that Drake I- Drake was emotional. No, Drake. No, but he was also on some like- Well, Drake came out with Take Care. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 the Shot For Me song is- First I made you who you are, then then I made it and all and he was just shitting on his ex girls. Yeah. Who's the king of petty? Mad king oh, of petty. God, yes. right. But But I he, love it though. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> but <laughs> but 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 he came out uh November twenty eleven with Take Care. Deuces came out January of two thousand eleven. So Yeah. But I, let me look when the weekend dropped because the weekend was shitting on women. For See, sure. I never really listened to Weekend like that. No, the Weekend was, records. yeah, he was shitting on. Well, Damn. I really think it was like the new R&B and the new rappers who were like crossing the line of R&B and rap. Mm-hmm. And then they just mixed these songs, these like an R&B yeah. delivery with like hip hop content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it became this thing like these hoes ain't loyal. It was like, damn, this is an R&B song. It, like it sound like a hip hop song. Right. Right. <laughs> it sounded like some shit too short with rap over. It, it said, I remember when I was a, when I was DJing, I was like, I don't know if these girls are going to sing this shit. Right. That's when I was like, are these girls going to sing this shit or are they, they going to s- get mad at it? They sang the fuck out of it. They sang the fuck out of it. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with <laughs> wow. The weekend. The weekend, Wicked You think game. it's weekend before Christmas? When did he Chris? drop? He dropped- uh, 09? No, 2010. But what was the song? What was the song you think? Uh- I mean, that first the House of Balloons was he was shitting on women, right? But did they, what what on, so what on that album rung off like deuces? Because I don't remember Wicked, anything. From Wicked that. Games. Okay, I left my girl at home. Okay, that yeah. joint. So yeah, you sound I'm, like no to see right now. Yeah. Sing it again, good. Yeah, I could be the, I could be a member. <laughs> yeah, like listen, we taking listen. You yeah. don't have to be able to sing to be in this group. I mean, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I'll be the Latin sensation. I'll be like the new Chromio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. it had to it had to definitely be that. I'm okay. gonna go with that, but, but you know, Chris it's all the Brown's same era. Right there. It's the same era. Yeah. It's the same fucking Six year. months apart. 
Yeah, which is top top of twenty eleven. And if yeah. you think about it, something happened in twenty eleven to these gentlemen. No, I'm telling you, it's the birth of trap R and B, kind of like around trap there. Trap and B, trap, trap. Was Trey Trey Song shitting on women in some of his first album? Uh, no, nah, Trey Song was in love. Yeah, because when he did, uh, I forget the first album that he dropped in two thousand nine. Yeah, my homeboy wrote that song. Just got to make it. Yeah, so nah. If anything, I mean. Uh, and I don't think Drake was shitting on women on uh, So Far Gone. Nah, he wasn't. Or Thank Me Later. Mm-mm. So Take Care was the first pettiness from him. Yeah, I th- it's either At Chris that Brown point, he was a star, weekend. so he felt yeah. like he could. But it was like that era, like that, the beginning of 2010s, mm-hmm. right? The early 2010s. And then the women started talking they shit. They're like, right. we're like, we're not going to take this No, nah, they came later, though. But they did come later. Way but later. But SZA was spicy. SZA was one of the first, yeah. right? Yeah. When did SZA come out? That was 2000... She, she's been out since like 2015, 2016. No, yeah. but I'm talking about that album with the Supermodel album, and... The like Control the, the Control, right. yeah, control, control yeah. shit. That has to be 2017. Let me double check. Because that's when she was like, nah, I'm fucking dudes on that's the 2017. side. When yeah. she's like, I'm okay being a weekend shorty. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was like crazy. At that time, my man is your man. Yeah. My wow, <laughs> that's crazy. But that was when Shorty's was clapping back a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. just crazy. You could just get on a record and say that. But I mean, you can get on a record and say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you know, but it's hip hop, though. I mean, is it? I mean, it's it's R and B. The R and B should be love songs. And but then, but then every singer started like coming out after that, like yeah. Janae Aiko, Summer Walker, like everyone just started following that energy. Wait, yeah. when did Janae even drop? like even yeah? I mean, because when was Janae shitty. dropped, bro, I thought I was like she's gonna be the female Drake. That's this, what I thought. And sellout, the that one. Uh, I thought when up. I heard the worst, yeah, that I shit, was like she's gonna be the female. When did Drake. that come out? Whenever that came was out, was that 2013. Wow, so thirteen, yeah. That's when she signed to No ID and the shit went crazy for half the day. Yeah. They were, that's when they were clapping back, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely different, man. It, R&B is, it's the, the, I don't know, man. It's, it's different now. It's like, it's not, it's nowhere near. But everyone it misses it. Yeah. And that's why, like, all these throwbacks are so big and all yeah. these R&B throwback parties are so big. Not only that, uh, I don't know if you guys heard the new Diddy album, but that shit is Of course I amazing. heard the new Diddy album. <laughs> See, relax. You probably wrote it. What? But... <laughs> But that shit is amazing. That was yeah. yo. Right. That was such yeah. a low key. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. What you, nah. what you think? I didn't hear that album. <laughs> nah. Fucking made that album. <laughs> nah, I never said that. I never said that. I would neither confirm or deny. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> I never said that. I know I heard your voice somewhere in there. Uh, nah, I love that. I love that album. It's a great yeah, album. It's a great, it's a great album, album, but it's about love, R&B love. Because we need to get back to that. And it sounds like top to bottom, the album was sound. Man. It's, yeah, it's sonically. sonically. Yeah, it sounds There's amazing. a reason why, like, Cuff It is like the, one of the bigger songs that we're, we're still playing in yeah. the club right from now. Beyonce, yeah. What, that whole album from Beyonce. There's yeah. a lot of, a yeah, lot of a that lot of R&B joints that we I, still, I played last night. I fucking played Energy. Energy. And to cuff it. Even, and I wait till it gets to the everybody on mute and then. You hold it. I feel like, you know what I mean? It's a perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. I love that mute. No, no. That and heat, like everyone's yeah. missing that. And if they if they can just come come back to that. I don't know bit. if these kids care enough to to want to be in love or, or sing again or whatever. I don't know. Because well, it's, it, it's, there is no. They are. They do. Because they. that's why they're singing all these old songs at the parties now. They they definitely singing old songs at the party. Uh, you would know you you're the one throwing those parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with 90s your nineties girl, girl brunch. Listen, <laughs> you know? listen. I knew that nineties R and B was special in the nineties. Yeah. So 
those songs stand the test of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've never seen, uh, you know, the staying power of of the Mary J. Blige's and the Faiths. You know what I'm saying? And the Tony Braxtons. Like those songs are worldwide. Mm -hmm. So for people to go back and 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 sing them and, and they still ring off, man. I know if I'm doing a party, I know off the top. As soon as I drop. Boom, 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 boom. If I, as soon as I see real love, I know where I can go from there. Mm -hmm. If y'all singing that shit, or if you're not, if it's like, if it, are they almost singing or are they singing it to the top of the lungs? That first real love, I always drop the beat. And right then, I know, all right, well, I know we going from here <laughs> or where we're not going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So as soon as Biggie fucking raps, you getting a dead stop and I'm going to fucking. Waka flocka, no hands, no shit. Am I going there? <laughs> but I know, like that's a that's a that's an indicator in DJing for me. I already know from real love. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's so crazy. Like even we were earlier, we we're talking about all this new music that came out, like the new Drake album, mm -hmm. uh, the Doja Cat album. Yes, uh, she's rapping album. her ass off on that. Album. She that's is good. Are you yo, like Doja Cat? Yo, Doja was rapping her ass off on that album. Yeah. She could rap. People I didn't are saying know she's she the female Kendrick. So. I didn't know she could rap that well. Mm. Bro, she was in some pockets. So you was impressed. I was impressed. Wow. And I liked Doja Cat. I liked her pop shit. You know what I'm saying? I I, I remember I loved uh the the Say So record. Yeah, say I so loved so. that record. You know what I'm saying? Um and I knew that, you know, Luke had, had did that record. And um, but it just was such a good pop record. But I didn't know she could rap like that. She was insane. So you you was feeling you feeling this energy what she's doing on this album? I, I don't know about the, the antics that are going on around it. I just yeah. liked her rap, and if I just put the, the the CD in, I mean, listen to the the album and streamed it, and listen to them bars and how she was in those pockets and those hooks, right? Dope. When I kind of see what the visual of what she's trying to give out, I'm kind of I, I ain't tapping in with that. <laughs> the antics is too much. The antics the might be a little too much, but the music is good. She, yeah. If she didn't do the antics, the music would have been just yeah. fine. She surprised yeah. me on a lot of those records. Yeah, the way she uh, she juggles like yelling mm -hmm. and then doing like that soft Nikki. Yep. Like I'm a I'm a baby girl like demons. Yep. Where she just juggles, you know. Yeah. I, I was very impressed with that. Rapper, that was talented, you know what I'm saying? Very talented. Shout Doja Cat. But it's like it, all of those records, like all these albums are, are are good. Like even the Drake, I, I ran through it and I was like, this is this is a this is a good album. Yeah. But I'm not rushing to play any of this shit in the club. Yeah. And nobody, no. I, mean, I saw the feedback on on social media. A lot of people are not feeling the record. Is they're like, this is not a Drake record. Because I think because he called it for all my dogs. You and think it, the, you think the name, the title alone. I remember. I mean, I've, I've, of course, I went to the first track because it said Virginia Beach. I was like, oh shit. He's like, he's this is my point. <laughs> you know I mean, I went to go listen to it, and it was nothing about you. Know you ready to text push her like? Hey. No, I wasn't. Nah, I just wanted to hear it, just like anybody else. I was. I wanted to hear. It, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I love bars. I love hearing motherfuckers shot compete. or whatever compete. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think the title threw a lot of people off. They was like, oh, Drake's rapping again. And he's, he's about to bar it up. Yeah. And I didn't hear that. that it took me a while to later. go through the album, though, because it was like it so many songs. I was just like, I don't yeah. want to go through this shit. I, did, I couldn't do it in one sitting. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? And you just, never say that, though, about Drake. Usually everyone right. sits down to the, the Drake album, listens to top to bottom. I can't remember the last album that I listened to and then heard it and then went back to it. For but, Drake? No, just for any artist. Mm, it's been a while. You know what? I know I did. I did uh, the last album I, I still listened to, and it has a. It still sounds just as good as when I first listened to it. Is a uh, Kendrick, uh, 
Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You like that album? The second one? I love that album. No, the last one. The last one. Oh, Mr. Morale. Sorry. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. The the Butterfly one. Yeah, I love that album. Really? Because it was just such a vulnerable state. I never heard nobody do that. But Kendrick is always doing shit I never heard nobody do. I mean, that whole song with him uh, rapping and arguing with his chick the whole time. Oh, my God. That shit was fucking amazing. You guys like that? That shit was dope. Really? That That shit was dope. (laughs) He's a hater. He's a hater. Like, bro, um, I I listened to that album, and um, I remember I was driving uh, from Virginia to, like, North Carolina, and I I listened to it in, like, one setting, and I was just like, I was like, damn, this motherfucker's crazy. Like, he's very vulnerable. And then I went to see the show. I went to see the Kendrick show, and I was floored. Because I was like, he's got to be the best of his generation. Because nobody's saying he isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's competing with him in this this era and him being as vulnerable as he was. Because you, you just wasn't used to hearing that. But that show... That fucking show. I heard that show was crazy. Bro, it was like visual art. I've ne- I seen Prince and I saw Mike. That Kendrick show was top five shows to me. Really? Yes. And I'm I'm speaking from an OG unk standpoint. I seen some of the greats. That show, that show was what happens when you give somebody with that creative of a mind an unlimited budget. That's like if somebody said if somebody was like, well, yo, I wanted the fucking snow in the arena, bro. I want I'm, fucking snow in the arena. The best and show they go, I've yeah, ever, I bet. The show I've ever seen like that that kept me like that was Yeezus. The Yeezus tour. I don't know if you guys went the Kanye I was, one. Uh, I never saw Kanye. I one. think I think that's that's my top performance art, as you would say. There was snowing in there. That's how crazy that Yo, was. That was the most beautiful hip hop show I've ever seen in yeah, my life. That shit was crazy. Have you, so you never, you didn't see Kendrick's show? No. No. Go I, but on, I go on, go I on Amazon. Yeah. And just look at it. Oh, it's, it's still on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. Mm. The last show that they did in Paris, they broadcasted live on Amazon. It, it might be Is still he performing live. strictly that album? No, no, he's, no, he's doing oh, everything. He's running through the things. Okay, okay. He's running through all him, of the things. Because the, the thing is, the way you're talking about uh, Mr. Morale uh, album, it makes me want to go back and listen to it. But I know if I go back and listen to it, I'd be like, I don't hear what Skills is hearing. Yeah, right no, nah, I, I, I feel like you're it. hearing it from a writing perspective. No, no, as a fan, as a fan, as a fan. But because I, because in in the in the instances of the things that he was doing and in the timing that when he did them, I was always like, nobody's doing this. Bro, Father Time is a crazy record all the time he's talking about this is the problem with kendrick to me i feel like kendrick is good it's it's nutritious it's healthy it's like necessary but it's like it's like drinking medicine it's Mm. musically it's like drinking medicine Mm. like i have to force it down my throat right do you know what i'm saying pause but you know what i mean yeah it's not it wasn't yeah it's not like enjoyable it's like i'm really just like i have to take this medicine right now and it's like I appreciate the medicine, but it's like, yo, if I if I don't have to take that shit, I'd rather not take the shit. So did you listen to I did listen to Mr. Morale? That's the thing was that with Kendrick, I will force myself to listen to Okay, this shit. just so you could be in the know. Well, no, just because I want to hear what he's doing. Right. So I kind of know what he's doing. But if I was like in the room, I would say, like, can we try another way? Right, I got you. Do you got you yeah. know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's a little bit more palatable. And it's a little bit more musical, and it's not like performance art. Because sometimes I, I think he just gets caught up in 
it becomes performance art. I, I just believe you know? that I believe that everything he's doing and everything he's done, he's always wanted to do. He probably just didn't have the the the, the resources to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to see him come out on stage, do that album, and fucking and with a white glove on, <laughs> and nobody said yeah. shit about the glove. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know how bold you gotta be and he's wearing, to like, do shows chains. and have on a white glitter glove and nobody ever goes, motherfucker, you think you might go something? Nobody never said that. Yeah, nobody said Some that. Some motherfucker said that probably. I like, never oh, saw it nowhere. <laughs> I didn't see that either. Now that you bring I never it up, saw I it nowhere. People were pissed with him when he had the, the, the thorn crown on. He was at like a fucking He probably had show. more. He probably had more controversy for the thorn crown than he did for the white glove. Nobody mm-hmm. said nothing. He I, went on tour. Every night he was on stage with a white glove. He was glitter. <laughs> now that I, I and nobody said shit. I think the outfit was all Mike. The the jacket yeah, looked the jacket. like, and he was. It looked like he was basically saying, "Nah, motherfucker, I'm the closest to that in hip hop, and ain't nobody gonna say you, shit." You to remember me. that? I don't know if you've seen this cricket. It was, it was like Captain, a, it was Captain Crunch Mike jacket, right? It was the <laughs> it was the way. It did even it had the tassels on that yeah, shit too, right? Wow, you yeah. wow. He was like, Captain. No, I, I, I really enjoyed that album. <laughs> he went to his designer and said, We I need to I, I need, need to the capture Captain the Captain Crunch Michael Just for kidding. this show, yo. Amen. The would you the way you talk about Kendrick is the way I start I look more and more at Cole, J. Cole. Okay. So to me, Cole lyrically, so consistent. He he makes me it's you know, like when Dave Chappelle's on. You see a Dave Chappelle show, mm-hmm. you're like, I gotta watch that. Yeah, no matter what, you, it's like, you know, you're gonna learn something or you're gonna like hear something dope and like experience something amazing. That's how I feel about a Cole verse, a Kendrick verse. I'm like, I get the excitement and then I hear it and I'm just like, yeah, oof. Like I see what you was trying to do, but I feel like it was just a little right. You know, like I got you. you know what I mean. It ain't for everybody. Here, yeah, yeah. Here's where this is the way I see it now. And I grew up. These three dudes came out when I was in college, and and I saw them come out from the bottom to now. Cole is the better rapper of the three between Drake, Kendrick, and and uh, Cole. Uh, yeah. Kendrick Kendrick is the better per, the better artist to make an album. Mm-hmm. And then Drake is the Drake better is artist. The star. Yeah, he's, he's the, big, the pop star. He's the bigger artist and all, the best artist of all three. So each one, rapping wise though, if you want to talk about MC and all that shit, Cole's putting. If you want to talk about MC, if you want to talk about MC and and, and rapping wise, in my day, mm-hmm. the three dudes you just named would be regular rappers. You think so? Really? Yes. In the nineties, Cole would be cool. Kendrick would be cool and Drake would be cool. They would not everybody rapped in in my decade. Like think think about the think about the Well the three that you have is kind of hard to beat. I'm thinking Jay, Nas, and Big. First of all, you're not even fucking with them. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You're not fucking with them. But I'm just, those that's are kinda, top tier. But when you start going down and you just start talking about rappers, it's a lot of them. The M and M's, the the fucking the Rakims, the Big Daddy Kings, the the fucking you know what I mean? Like everybody rapped in my era because they cared about being dope rappers. I don't think I don't I think Cole can hold his ground against some of those dudes you just mentioned. <sighs> Man, listen, I, think Cole, I, I, I love Cole. I love I, Cole I love Cole. I, I love Cole. I just I, I think I think because of the 
what they're surrounded in, the shit that everybody else has to listen to, makes them nah. look that special. Okay, well, well, answer this. So you got it's three motherfuckers you could talk about when you say spitting lyrics and MCing in twenty twenty three. You, it's no, you could not, it, it was way more than three motherfuckers in the 90s. That's true. Pop, big. But you're saying those three. I'm saying we had more than three. You're saying those three would be average, cool. I'm saying in nah. the 90s, that would have been, it wouldn't have been so special because everybody, if, you, if your record came out, you at least had one dope record. Yeah. Because. We just we just talked about it. Some of these motherfuckers are still getting calls now for that one dope record. I mean, he's talking about like even if you look at Wu Tang, Method Man was crazy. Coogee Rap, all of these like all of these like kind of like they weren't like the crossover biggest motherfuckers, but they were still nasty. Right, they was net Jizza was you nasty. Even, you couldn't even say nothing really. Like even like OC or yeah. Organized Confusion, Farrah Munch, like. There was just I mean, a lot of motherfuckers. It was, was a lot crazy. of motherfuckers yeah. that could just remote quality. It was a lot of motherfuckers that was just dope MCs because that's all they were thinking about. Yeah. And and, and because that's all that was around us. It's like I gotta be dope as so and so as so and so or else I'm not even gonna get hurt. But even I, I would say Cole would still be dope. Cole would be I'm not, dope. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be dope. But here's I'm the just thing. saying he wouldn't just be you, a you celebrated. You made it sound like he was C I average was saying, No, I'm not saying he's a C average rapper. Yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been the greatest in my fucking but, era. But you know why they, they- I mean, your era was tough. You know why? You know, there's there's another thing that there's a there's another thing that's involved, though, is that they don't have the competition that's of trying course. to make no, them No, I mean, yeah. If you had Cole, Kendrick, and um, Drake. Drake in the 90s- Battling against all those greats, they would have been even more greater. I feel like I, I'm not they saying they wouldn't have been, yeah, yeah. but a couple of them would have lost. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of them would have got swept in the first I, round. I, I don't, I don't know yeah. if "swept" is the right word. Okay, because here's or the thing: the first round. here's the thing. You're and doing this Michael Jordan, here's LeBron, the thing. James no, because argument. no, because Jamie, you're talking about three dudes that are so nice in this era, but they've been doing it for almost 15 years, and. Consecutive. Who in the nineties has did it for fifteen years consecutive? Jay, Nas, yeah, Wu, Pac. Like, come on, bro. Pac only had about ten, and I'm a big Pac fan, but he only had about ten due to his demise. Okay. How, I, however, Damn, I just heard I get around last night. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, crazy, bro. But he only had like a ten year. Like this is albums Damn. just drop. I don't. I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, here's the thing, and I, and we just had this conversation. I'm a huge Kendrick fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. In, I'm just saying. I think Kendrick could keep up with a Jay Z and an album drop sales. But here's the thing: you're talking about three people that were influenced by all of the motherfuckers yeah. that I named. That's the only reason they rap like they rap now because of the people who rap then. They not rapping like. Uh, no I mean, disrespect to you know the, the trap rappers and this that and the third. They rapping like the dudes who inspired them, and it's only three of them in twenty twenty three. You don't think that's crazy? I mean, it's just, you could be saying the same shit like, "Oh, we shot the fade away better." Yeah, you created the fade fade away for sure, but, but I didn't I mean, perfect it. Well, well, here's the thing: it, your your era, this era, your twenty twenty three. You got three dope MCs. Yeah, I had way more. In well, my I'm era. not gonna lie; you had one of the tougher releases in album history. You had to go up against Pac and the Fugees. Yeah, there's no way and, I was fucking winning. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I understand the competition <laughs> level. Shit, but however, you can't. I don't know. I'm gonna take it. I take it to offense where I'm like, you can't call them. You know, I'm not saying they bums and they they lazy. I'm not saying that they they're. First of all, Drake is fucking huge. 
Drake is the big, Drake is a pop star at this point, but the boy can rap. Like at, at some point, all three of them have said something that I've been like, "Ooh, that's a cold bar." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I've yeah. said it, so you don't get that far without the Jay Z's and the the the, the Nas is going. Nah, he cold. He, yeah. he killed that joint. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, your peers, you start to see these other. You start hearing little whispers, and then you're like, "We pay attention to him," and then you hear him, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's it's for real." Yeah, but everybody in my most most of the motherfuckers in my era was nice because they cared about being nice. Who's who's your top three of all time? All time, Rakim is first. Rakim, I'm not always. Rakim, Kane is second. Kane, Kane is second. Um, I want to say Black Thought is probably third. Mm. You putting you putting Kane before Thought? No, no, no. I say he's second. Oh. I thought he Kane I, is second. Yeah, you putting him before th- Black Thought? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And, 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 I don't and, know. And Tariq can tell you that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He's just humble. Because he's such an amazing fucking rapper. And yes, Big Daddy Kane was. He's great. a walking hip hop superhero. He's a fucking alien. So to you, for you to put. I understand Rock Kim. But to, for you to put fucking Big Daddy Kane before him, I'm like, yeah, sorry. How do you, how do you feel about the the new era of female rappers like taking over right now? Uh, I feel like they should let me write some more records for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he said some more. No. Listen, man, I got tons of records. Like mm. it's so crazy that we were talking about toxicity in, in songs, and you know, you were probably responsible for some of those. <laughs> yeah. <fuckers>. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part, I remember somebody saying, "Oh, like they were like oh, all these women rap about is fucking their their box and how wet it is and how they can ride it all night in their yeah, sex yeah. game and my 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 I had you hard and did it and they like and dudes like, yo, you know it's a fucking dude right and all that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. It's you, John. <laughs> Austin, it's all you motherfuckers. Oh my god! Listen, I didn't say that I wrote anything. I'm just saying, like, hey, <laughs> I love that. Art. I'm not saying. I'm not denying. I'm not, I'm not saying. Denying. Just, you know, I love you know. Sense, man. It's funny when wait, you wait, see those songs. Wait, so wait, wait. So like these female rappers, is it that they're just writing their own shit and they're like they don't know that there's ghost writers available? They team don't know. No, no, no. Sometimes you just get in the room and they you know they're like oh we working for so and so or so and so's looking for hooks or da, da, da. that's the thing now that's that's probably the reason why a lot of the rappers are you know a lot of the songs are are so crazy cuz it's almost like yeah they just they're not really taking direction because they you know what's happening with these kids now they seeing how much money they missing out on mm-hmm. and it's like no I write all my own shit I want to write all my songs like, oh. okay that's why they sound like shit you might yeah. need some it's help. Like, it's actually greed then, huh? Yeah. You know what wow. I'm saying? It's it's almost like, yeah, your songs sound like shit. But if you you wrote a so what do you want? You wanna and this is no this is no disrespect, I'm gonna say this. So if if I'm I'm just putting this out there, you want hundred percent of fucking a Maya song, or do you want fucking fifty percent of a Beyonce song? Hmm. Because Yeah. Think about you want you want fucking ten percent of Cuff It? Or do you want ten percent of that song that fucking K. Michelle just put out? <laughs> There's no disrespect to them. I'm just saying they're not on Beyonce's level. I'm going ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten percent off the cuff it. You know what I mean? So it's almost like sometimes it's just recognizing that I I might need some help, or you just hear some shit you're like yo, that's me, that's my vibe. I, I fuck with that. All right, shit, go and try it. You know what I mean? Like we might get there. Nobody gets there by themselves. You know what I'm saying? It, it yeah, usually yeah. it usually takes a, a a team or some some help from somewhere. So it's also know. a lot of these uh 
a lot of these female rappers that are out right now, I feel like it's the early stage of their career where mm-hmm. they're kind of like, they got so many ideas and they got so much shit. Yeah. They want to get off their chest. Yeah. That they, they wouldn't call you yet, maybe till like the second or third album or something. Yeah. Or is that too late? Or do you always. Well, you know, you, know, you only get two or three albums out of them before <laughs> they start thinking they can do it by themselves anyway. Mm. And that's most artists. Really? Yes. Hell yeah. You always know, knows how motherfuckers break up after the third shit, second shit. And I don't just mean R&B or hip hop. I'm just saying in general. It's like the team breaks up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and it's it's like we don't need it's like it's not we don't need you anymore, but it's almost like I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, I'm not saying it's in no way of regard, but you know, it's almost like at some point Andre and Stax was like, yo, we could do this shit ourselves. Not saying we don't need organized noise. Yeah. But bro, we could do this shit ourselves. We learned enough from them. We're gonna try to do this shit on our own. Then you get elevators. And sometimes they got it and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes you yeah. get to that third album and it's like Yeah. It's like, damn, you didn't even chart. Yeah. Something yeah, it's like the the case of the artist actually learning and absorbing mm-hmm. with the producers and writers yeah. they were working with. Yeah. Or it's the like delusional artist who hasn't been hands on at all. Mm-hmm. But somehow in their head didn't realize the magic that they had, right? Right. Yeah. So they they just kind of and then people around them were like gassing them up. So they're like, oh, I could do this all myself. And then they realized, oh shit, I actually had magic before right. I had a magic. I had team. magic before I had that. Right. I had a good squad. That's you know, crazy. Not every fucking member in NSYNC is gonna make an album. Mm. But it's a Joey, it's a Joey Fatone record <laughs> out there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but it ain't it ain't justified. Did, did you write it? It's not justified. It's not justified. It's a it's a JC Shazay's album out there. Yeah, JC. I've heard that. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't cry me that, a river. He, yo, he had that one R&B joint. I forgot what it was. We were trying to play that shit. It didn't. I think some. I think Kelly Rowland or somebody yeah. was Ooh, on it. Oh boy. We and here's the thing: if you take shots, you are gonna miss some. Nobody's gonna hit them all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. That's when you kind of know, like, oh, okay, cool. Are there artists that you've worked with that are like, yo, we can't work unless Kills is in the room? Like, because he has that magic that- Well, he's part of the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just the team. Like, I haven't- it, That hasn't been like that in a while. Like, it's been a lot of new artists, but because um, a lot of the people that I've done things with, they might not be as active anymore. Or, you know, the record deal ain't there. If, if you're doing things like, it's my but own even, label. But even labels, like, they were like, do you need skills in the room because X, Y, and Z will work better? Yeah, I mean that's happened before. You know, I mean the track, the track record speaks for itself. Like people be like, "Oh, let's get him." Like you know, you know he did songs. Oh shit, okay, cool. You know, what I mean it's almost like they gotta sell it to him. I don't have to sell myself to, to artists no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I'm at a point now where if I write a song, I just connect with the artist because it's such a thing where it's almost like the A and R's. It ain't no more A and R's. It's the manager and it's the fucking yeah. friend, yeah. and they never fucking know. So it's like, yo, you know, we working on so-and-so. I run into the, the the homie who's just been there from day one. Yo, you know, we working on so-and-so. We got to get some shit from you. Okay, what y'all looking for? Yo, we need ballads, man. We need ballads. We got enough ups. All right, cool. All right, now I'll send you some ballads and shit. I might have some shit laying around. Or I'll try to get, cook some shit. Then you run into the artist, and they say the exact opposite. Mm. Yo, man, I need I need a fucking up, bro. I got like four ballads. I need some up-tempo shit. And you're like, I'd rather hear no from the artist. Do you, is that hard? Do you, I mean, not if you know the artist. Yeah, I was in the That's say. as quick as a text message. Mm. Yo, here's this joint. You fucking with it? Oh, bro, this is crazy. Send me the files. Or, yeah, this ain't the vibe we on. 
Huh? All right, what y'all on? I, I send you something. Or come by the stew, I'll play you some shit. But it's always like an emergency a little bit, right? Sometimes, yeah, because yeah. you want to end up. You know, you want to be there. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to realize it's not. Because they realize, like, they're missing two or three songs mm-hmm. that is going to complete that album. Because the last thing you want to do is make some shit and perform some shit that, or, or make some shit that you end up having to perform that you're not even 100% on yeah you know what i'm saying like we were just talking earlier i was like shit i might what if i fucking around do have to fucking sing dance with me <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like yo it's crazy how skills did that shit is some auto tune plus nine on that shit yeah now bro he has to fucking go out and sing that shit yeah that shit charted bro <laughs> it's different it's like is that so i never put out anything that i'm not 100 percent behind and no artist should i mean yeah is there a new artist that you really love like, actually, is there a new female or male artist that you really love? You love what they do, and you would just like to work with them and just kind of like... Tweak something? Yeah, just like tinker them and guide them a little bit more, and you'd be like, yo, they would be, they're already great, but I could just take that shit. Like, we could make some amazing just shit together. It up. Yeah. Like a Doja Cat. I like anybody. Doja Cat, because like I told you, I, yeah, yeah. I love Doja Cat. And you would punk. just like to see her process, yeah, maybe, you right? Yeah, just, just how she how she writes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so is that the one you think? Yeah. Doja Cat? I love Doja Cat. You know what I'm saying? And just to see her fucking on her live listening to fucking Little Brother one day, mm. I was floored, because I'm like, oh, shit. She yeah, that was crazy. She know Fonte and Pooh? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? A, yeah, and that was the video. She was talking shit to people like, this is what yeah. I want to make. Yeah. I want to make Little right. Brother shit. Right. I love Little Brother. Yeah. And she's like, you know, that's when she was sick of like the all the pop shit yeah. that she was making. Yeah. But the pop shit, man, you know. It's so good. It's so good. And so sometimes good. it's, you know, it's like we almost get into a place of where I where we come into they come into our world, mm-hmm. but we never get into theirs. Mm. And when you do get into theirs, you can never come back. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's happening right now with her? Kind of, it definitely um, is. Yeah, this album was definitely her being like, "This is what I want to do." Because, because when we, we, you know, y'all had Jermaine on the pod, y'all have had other people on the pod. So when I think about like uh, executives and people who've made music and put music into the 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 atmosphere, when was the last time we had a? Who was the who? Who do you ever think was the biggest black executive in pop music? Mm, pop music, let me think. I don't mean artists. Yeah, like it got to be L.A. Reid, right? One of them. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Jamie goes to the phone. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna tell you who I think. You know what I mean? But I think L.A. Reid or Russell or like one nah, of them. No, Russell. Russell was hip hop. Okay, okay. Yeah. It has to be an it's an interscope. I forgot his name. Who? Steve Stout? Steve Stout was in there. Yeah, no. Neither one of these motherfuckers, L.A. <laughs> Reed or Stout, have accomplished what Barry Gordy did. Mm. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, right. And it, we haven't had a black executive in pop music that big since. Yeah, because Tim's done pop, but he's been the producer. He's not been an executive. It's almost like. They'll come over here, but we never get to go over there. You know what I'm saying? And I've always had a disdain for artists who maybe not be of the culture from the jump, Mm -hmm. and then they'll make a cool little hip-hop record, and then it pops over here, and then the next thing I know, they're a fucking rock star. 
or they're a pop star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, damn, did you just use hip hop to get fucking noticed? Because it's like, if I sat down with you and I'm like, all right, man, like, you know, fucking, who, who'd you like when you grow up? Like, you like, you, you like, you probably checked out like Chuck D in your day. And Muffy's like, Chuck D, who's that? I feel like you're talking about Post Malone. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds Just like. saying. <laughs> Just saying. Pretty I, close. I, I remember. Post I, Malone, but. I, I remember White Iverson. Yeah. yeah. I remember it. And that shit was. Never heard nothing again. Like that. Of that nature. But when Lil Wayne makes a rock album, y'all don't fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Wayne yeah. don't get that far in, over there. I mean, even Scissor's last album, that's pop in the most sense. Just because you hear it on pop radio. No, well, I mean, the, uh, the writer and producer that was behind that was Benny. And he's, Blanco? Yeah. Mm. And he did like four records on that, and that's he's a pop dude. Yeah, yeah, Benny's pop all day. I mean, there there's certain there's certain songs on there that are definitely like some Dido shit, you know, like it definitely. Oh yeah, sounds, I remember Dido. Remember yeah. Dido? Yeah, it was just like you know, it's like it, it sounds like a you know alternative like alternative. Just R&B but just pop, think about right? it. We've never had anybody. Yeah, I was thinking Steve Stout because he was in no. Interscope for that mid two. The biggest pop, you know. And it's, it's almost like once you start over there, you never can come back to us. But Florida can't just fucking come back. He never was here. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. true. So Florida started with fucking how he started. You can't just and he's a that's a black man who's who's successful in music that he just chose to make that type of music and it worked for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like it was, if it if was, he put out a record tomorrow with with. T.I. or some shit, we wouldn't even fucking bat an eye at that shit. That is true. We're like, what are you doing over here? Like, can I, can, get your wild ones, asshole. Right. <laughs> and why is that? You're saying, like, why can't a black artist do pop music and then come back and do, quote, unquote, black music? Right. Once I'm saying they cross the street, we never let them back. I mean, even if I look at, like, Pitbull, right? Pitbull mm-hmm. kind of went one direction and he just yes. never Pitbull put that fucking suit on and said fuck all y'all right and I was never mad at him because Pitbull is from the culture but you that's actually I mean? like something he actually wanted to do yes because he from, stuck with it from day one he was saying Mr. Yeah. Worldwide yeah. like it wasn't yeah. I, it wasn't I want to be the biggest in Miami it was I want to be worldwide yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was 305 worldwide like he came up under Luke and them so that was the jump. So nobody ever looked at him like, oh, he wasn't. You know, you know what I'm a, saying? You know who's a rapper that kind of did that and like, like they can kind of come back, but not really? It's like Wiz Khalifa mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. He kind of teeters I, that. I'm not, yeah. He teeters that line a little bit. Yeah, because he's. But he can't really make those like, those, rec, those, those like hip hop records. Because sometimes you get so far, you know, you get so far down the street that. Yeah. You know, once you're in icon status, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Snoop Dogg can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, he does a lot of shit. You know, Drake did a great job of juggling that, though. Juggling pop and then coming back and, and doing like... He was official pop star. Yeah. And Drake would hop on a record with the new up and coming. Right. You know, he hop on with Migos, hop on with Yachty. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, he always remembered to do that. You know what I mean? And that yeah, was calculated. That's why I always say it was calculated. Who's the hot person that got that hot record coming up? 
I'm gonna get him on a verse, do a remix, and Drake could just hop on your shit without you even knowing. And then just and the next out. thing you know, you're like, "Yo, fucking Drake's on my song, it's a TikTok video." Yeah. And then Drake, somebody from OVO DMs you like, "Yeah, you fuck with your shit, bro. You really wanna." These kids still get excited about Drake. Yeah, right, right, they right. co-sign. You know what I'm saying? They co-sign. And, and here's the thing. Speaking about co-signs, I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day. Who was the last rapper that turned into a major hip-hop star that didn't have a co-sign? I want to say Jay, but I may be wrong. Z? Jay-Z? Yeah, Jay-Z. Wow. Think about how long ago that's been. Because if we were just had Eminem, yep, we were just the talking game, about your three. The game, the game had you 50. said like a like a bonafide pop star. Oh no, a hip hop star, a hip hop star. Yeah, Kendrick and he could have made trap music, whatever. Think I'm, about it. Kendrick had Dre, Cole mm-hmm. had Jay, Drake had Wayne. Yep, Wayne had Baby in them. Well, but you talk about like icon motherfuckers. You talking about anybody that would had like a couple hits or no? no? We're talking about icon, we're talking about just icon. a hip hop star. Star. I can't think. Yeah, Jay yeah. might be the last one. Jay Z, Nas? Nas. Damn, Nas was, was before he came out before yeah, was, Jay. Yeah, I'm trying to. Fifty had Eminem. Eminem had Dre. Um, shit. See, I don't know. That that can't be right though. I'm telling you, that can't be right. I mean, right. think about it. I mean, think about it. In the 2000s, from 01 to 03, whenever Jay Z went out, he was the biggest one, and then. Wayne came out, but Wayne from 05 to yeah. like 09, Wayne had that unlocked. Jamie can get his little phone and then and he can type in the top 25 rappers. And then Drake in had, the last 25 years. Drake, Cole, and Kendrick came out from 09 to now. Yeah, the, there Jay-Z, isn't one. Jay Z's the one. Jay Z, Nas. Jay Z was the last rapper to get into the game and become a major star and not have a cosign. That's crazy. Yeah. Kanye had a cosign. That was Jay. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna yeah, say yeah. fifty, but fifty had fifty had fifty Drake. had the fuck fifty had the cosign of life. Yeah, the craziest cosign. That that's probably Wait, Jar, that's probably Jar the Jar best Rool? cosign in the last twenty. What years. about Ja Rule? Million dollar, yeah, million dollar deal. That was crazy. Ja Rule. He was on the first time we heard Ja Rule. He was on a fucking Jay Z record, mm. which was really Ja Rule's record. Dmx, Dmx came before. Mm. before DMX. Or after. Did Dmx have a cosign? No, no. DMX just came out of nowhere. And he came wow. out the same year as Jay, though. So, I mean, it's. No, 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 no. Jay came out in 96. Yeah, so yeah. did DMX. No, no, no DMX no. came out later. DMX. When did he drop those two albums? In 98? Yeah. Late okay. 90s. DMX. DMX. That was. Damn, was DMX the last rapper without a cosign? Because Eminem came after him. Buster Rhymes, I mean, he's been. Yeah, Buster Rhymes been. Because DMX put Rough Riders on the map. He he it was he led energy. his team right because he came in, he came in, in the middle of the and G- also he, I got it I got it Ti 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 didn't have a cosign and he's in the two thousands did Jeezy have a cosign uh, no. no he didn't Jeezy I mean Jeezy no Jeezy's cosign was BMF and I mean street street shit yeah Jay Z as well I didn't even Rick know that. Ross had Jay Z um, Ross had Jay Z yeah no. he had him yeah he signed him. You but tell that, every that, damn hustler. But that was that was through uh, that was through um, Sife. That was through Sife. No, no, no. Jay Z signed uh, Ross. Yeah, but that was through Sife. Sife, uh, Sife found Rick Ross first. Damn. He was he was Dolo. So was it Ross? It might have been. I'm trying to think. So Ross. Jay- yeah, Ross found that. Ross. Ross came in with no. 
Oh five. It wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't like a Kanye to Jay or Baby to Wayne. But you know what's funny? Like anyone that came up by themselves started their crew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So everyone that came up, like DMX, had Rough Riders. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross had you know Maybach uh, music. Uh, well, Triple C. So you just have to look at the motherfuckers that have their own crew and how yeah. they started that shit. Yeah. You know who started QC? Was it Migos who came up? I Q. I mean QC label. Migos was all the motherfuckers. Migos, but Migos is under Gucci. Yeah, yeah. Migos is under Gucci. They was yeah. yeah. Gucci was had them first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gucci Walker was on. under Gucci. So what? What future was Dungeon? So Gucci is definitely. Well, future kind of wasn't Dungeon because it was a whole different future. Future's when Future was under. Future didn't have a coach. When oh, Future was great. under fucking uh, organized, he was meathead. Yeah, he yo. was me here. <laughs> <His name laughs> was me. That's the most pause. pause. That's the most yeah. AO name I've heard in a minute. Yo. <laughs> oh wait, Ludacris too, right? Mm. He didn't Scarface, have... kinda. He was on DTP South, but the... no, he was on Def Jam South. <laughs> I said it wrong. He's on Def Jam South. Wait, wait who was on? D- so, wait, here's a good one. Who's the first rapper to start putting on other rappers? Was it Biz? Yeah. Bismarck. Yeah. He was the first. I think so. To just like start his own crew and like. Well, Biz have, was just that. part of a crew. He didn't he yeah, didn't yeah. start the juice crew. But um they should they didn't even read him. Biz got denied from being in so many different crews. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And Rest he, but he was Bismarck. Yeah. Rest in peace. What year Bismarck. was that? Shit, that was eighty nine, eighty seven. Yeah. Cause Kane Biz put Kane on. Mm-hmm. It was that before NWA? Sorry. Yeah, NWA was 89. Biz put so many motherfuckers on. Yeah, Biz put a lot of people on. He was maybe the first, right? He was definitely, yeah, he was definitely in that era of putting a lot of people on. Yeah. Help, just helping. Because I think back then it was just like help. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you do something for me, I'll do something for you. you know yeah, what I'm yeah. So. Did you see the Bismarcky documentary? Yeah, I did. I did. What'd you think of it? Um, I've, I've been talking to a lot of people. Right. Like, there's a lot of mixed reviews I, I, I definitely had mixed feelings about it yeah, i enjoyed yeah. it uh it, it was a couple parts of it that i didn't enjoy right um was it the hospital scene? i mean i Would, mean if we yeah yeah i didn't really that was weird i've me. heard a lot of like because mm, it's the, the, the crazy thing is when we look back on biz right mm-hmm. we have we think of so many fond memories and like yeah he, he was just like such a good dude. Yes. And then he was such a legend. Mm-hmm. And then when when you tell a story, you want it to be like, you want to love the story. Yeah. You know, like when you see that doc, you want to love everything. So when I saw the doc, I loved it. Right. And I, when I saw the scenes with his wife in the hospital, mm-hmm. I was like, that's touching. Right. And I was like, wow, she really looked out for him. And then I started talking to motherfuckers in New York that was kind of around some of this shit. Wow. And they were telling me like, some you know some foul ass nasty shit that wow. was going on some some shit on the side that like you know like she wasn't letting nobody see him in the hospital that you know like there was all this there was a lot of accusations right that like yo no like he would like i don't know man like I, they, they he would have hated those scenes in his documentary right. you know yeah. what i'm saying I can, yeah i get that but it also like the way it was showcased after they talked to me it was almost like those scenes in the documentary was an alibi for her. Oh wow! You know, oh that's insane. 
Yeah. I, I don't want to go too deep into right. the shit, but it was almost like it would. They were insinuating that, you know, she kind of wanted to get rid of him. For mm. Take him out the picture. No, that's crazy. No, and no, it's that's crazy. crazy. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I definitely heard. Uh, you know, she wouldn't let people see him. Um, but you know, and and you know, this I don't know her. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I knew Biz, but in even in her defense, like, um, Biz knew a lot of motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know a lot of motherfuckers. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's no. You know, it's no different now if, you know, I'm saying if something happened to one of you guys or whatever or me, it's people in my life that don't even know y'all. You know what I mean? So you might make a call like, yo, this is crooked, da-da-da-da. Like, I don't don't know who you are, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with him, but, yeah, nah. And you like, yo, she won't even let me see. It could have been that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the private life. Biz knew everybody. I'm sure she didn't know. Right. Half of the people that Biz knew. I mean, but, apparently, apparently, she knew these motherfuckers. She oh, knew, okay. Like no, she knew how important these motherfuckers were to Biz. Yeah, th- your girl's you know, gonna know your day to day. She gonna yeah. know, like, yo, like these motherfuckers go to like brunch. Yeah, that's different. Every week. Yeah, that's different. You know what now, I'm somebody saying? Somebody from the fucking ninth grade calls. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah And different. I never brought him up, and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm sorry. Because I saw that document, I was like, man, like it, it, it made me feel good. And then when I talked to motherfuckers, I was like, whoa. This is some crazy shit. Like, yeah, that it definitely it was. Those scenes definitely were a little, you know, kind of threw me off. I was right. just like, mm. just because, just knowing him, I wasn't sure that he would be all right with yeah that, with those scenes, right? So, too much. I, but you know, that's that's family business. I'm not, I'm not right, 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 related right. to him. Not part of that. Was his wife. And I just want to keep good memories of Biz because sure. that's all we all have good memories. Isn't that the hardest part though? Like, is that we want to, you know, we like these motherfuckers. I know them. They don't want to fucking think these. Th- they don't want to say these things. Right. Right. But they just like they they coming to me emotional. Like, yo, right. man, like you don't know what happened. Like this and that. And I'm yeah. like, I feel like sometimes motherfuckers just need someone to blame. Yeah. You know? Oh hell yeah! Because they and they did. They don't want to believe that it, they the don't lie is way more entertaining than right. the truth. Always, it's, it's difficult, man. Yeah, but for that, sure. Yeah, I, I was I was very curious to know what your would take on that. Yeah, I peeped it. The documentary you know, I, was. I, I wasn't. I saw it. I watched it once, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was what it was. Damn, we got to start getting close with his. Uh, you know, with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yo, I gotta be cool with your girl. Yo, so. y'all look crazy. <laughs> you gotta be cool with my girl. Yeah, we all gotta. Yeah, we yeah, gotta meet each other's girls. Because yeah. I want you to be at the hospital. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. pretty tough. Yeah. You gonna write you yeah. a, like a cheer up freestyle? Yeah, yeah. yeah I go yeah. to Come the desk. Come on, Jenny. Right? Put your I, one two step in. I'm like, oh, no. Go to the desk and be like, what's your name again? <laughs> Who you here to see? I'm like, I'm here to see Meathead. Meathead. <laughs> 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 nah, that crazy. Th- it was it was kind of like crazy for me to watch that because to me, Biz, Run DMC, yeah. Rakim, and you know NWA was was like to me that's the poster of hip hop. Yeah. And when I think of hip hop, I think of those people. Yeah. Especially Biz being he was just he was like, the glue. 
And to watch to watch Rakim get emotional, I've never seen that. In my yeah, life. it was crazy. That was yeah, because Rakim. I had to rewind that. I've never seen that. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? In my life, and I I knew they were cool, but I didn't know they were that. I didn't know Biz had done those things that he right. did in, in his early in his career. So that was insane to me. To yeah, see. to me, yeah, Biz was the face and like the character, like the the mascot of hip hop. Yeah. So it was kind of tough watching that shit. And yeah. the one thing I loved about Biz is, um. The child, he kept the child in him alive. Yep, mm-hmm. and, the and, and it's not to say that he was childish and he didn't handle his business and he didn't. He was always running around and it, everything was a joke and it was funny. It wasn't that. He definitely took care of his business. He was a grown man, but he kept the child in himself alive. Yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of people can take a page from that. The you know what I'm saying? The innocence yeah, yeah. of of being a child. It's funny, I, I was talking with Neva about it, and he was like, he was the same as you. He was like, man, what the fuck are those puppets doing in there? Like, yeah. why the fuck is, like, we got puppets in this motherfucker? Yeah. Like, it, for him, he was, like, really, like, annoyed with that shit. Yeah, a lot of people were. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of people were. <laughs> and you know what, man? Like, skills, everything you've been doing this year for hip-hop and everything, like, there's a reason why people are calling you to be a part of this. And I feel like you've been such a great ambassador for hip-hop. And also keeping the, the craft of rapping mm-hmm. like at a higher standard. Right. And you know, uh, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of flowers, but we want to show you, we just want to say thank you. Oh man, thanks for having me. You know, me, for, yeah, thank for you, coming bro. through on the podcast. It's always a pleasure. You always man. come through, you always hang out. Yeah. Every time you're in it's town, always a vibe, man. Yeah. Or in you LA, know. you're always down to hang out with us and shit. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Anytime y'all want me, bro, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm always down. Uh sure. I gotta ask you this because I have to ask you this. Are we getting a wrap up this year? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> You know, one of these days, uh, we're gonna we're gonna need uh, like a theme song for Road Podcast. Of course, can so you that, write it? Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you 100 yeah. percent publishing. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm gonna take that anyway. Yeah, you gotta I'm use gonna, the auto tune at nine. I'm gonna take that anyway. at nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, where's the car? What's the name of the group? <laughs> the Bob God. No, 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 no. The, oh, the group that I'm in it doesn't exist. Yeah. I, oh, I'm the lead singer of Notice. Notice. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying out. Like the yeah. voice. We need a. We need a, We need a guy. You need the Latin sensation. Yeah. I we need the Latin sensation. <laughs> I need that Latin money. Oh my God. Swab man. The new, chrom- right. the new Chromio. <laughs> the new Chromio. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. Skills, man. Thank you, thank man. Thank you, brother. Nah, thank you, bro. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Peace. We out. Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.